0: My name is Gabrielle Reese and I'm the founder of Women Who Influence and today we have a special guest, Nakomi Higgins. So Nakomi is the author of this fantastic book called About Purposeful Perspectives. Nakomi, please tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do.
1: So I am a licensed marriage, marriage and family therapist or are, are the short answer is I'm a licensed psychotherapist and I'm also known as the dope F therapist behind every dynamic female leader. And that is because not only do I hold space for women in business and leadership roles to really lead themselves towards their vision um, more effectively, and of course allow others to experience that internal leadership but i'm also an author and i am a speaker that has been on numerous stages and so there's a lot of things that i've been able to use my platform for to really inspire ambitious as i like to say visionaries and it's been it's been a wonderful ride
0: Oh my God. Yes. I, I was reading up about you and I have to say very impressive. Um, you are a <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> corporate wellness coach. So tell us about the wellness coaching aspects of what you do. How, how was that?
1: So I was practicing, well, I guess I can kind of take it a step back. So prior to starting my practice full-time, I had a pretty um, significant career in corporate America and leadership specifically. Then I moved over to the behavioral health side and quickly went from, you know, clinical director to VP of operations. And I've always had the pleasure of not only mentoring leaders, but also really understanding their experience as leaders, what it's like to guide and motivate others to shape cultures and so when i moved into my practice full-time and made the decision hey i'm going to take this leap and leave my big corporate (laughs) job um i was not able to really kick for lack of better words that passion to really hold space for leaders, specifically women, but more even more specifically women of color in leadership roles. And so as a corporate wellness coach, I'm essentially contracted with global organizations to come in and hold space for their leaders to focus on conversations around imposter syndrome to focus on conversations around confidence and anything or any stressors that are really happening in the day to day operations that may be impeding on their ability to really show up um, in alignment with the vision or the values that they really represent as a leader. And so um, it's been really, really fun. I've been doing it for a number of years, I have clients all around the world. And the funny thing about it is despite the diversity in my clientele, a lot of them are oftentimes dealing with very similar concerns and issues. So it's been, it's been really awesome.
0: That's amazing. Um, As you're filling in the space that you're in right now, um, do you consider yourself a small business owner, entrepreneur? Because it's going to dive into my next question here. (laughs) (laughs) That is a fabulous question. You know, I actually have always
1: considered myself more of a business owner. I like to, you know, actually, I would take it a step back because I really consider myself more of a thought leader in the wellness space. As a black woman who has extensive leadership experience, has tons of hours in helping people shift um, behaviorally and really shift in their mindset, I've, had, I've been really fortunate to understand human behavior, especially as it relates to goal achievement. And um, I would I, I don't necessarily do well with titles, at the end of the day, I run my own business, <laughs> you know, I have, you know, the sky is the limit for me. Mm-hmm. I'm also a mother. So I do all the, I do the things.
0: <laughs> okay. You doing the things. <laughs> I, love I love it. And that leads me to my next question. As you know, it's a small business owner removing the title, a thought leader and mm-hmm. a mother. Um, when you're coaching and advising, directing, assisting, being next to women mm. who are leaders and mm. in the field of entrepreneurship, self sabotage has to come up, right? Like you said before. So, Ooh. what are some examples can you would give us and some um, words of wisdom with self sabotaging? How can one who filled the shoes be able to manage that and not mm-hmm. self sabotage?
1: oh my god what an amazing question it happens
0: a lot on a micro
1: level and a macro level right micro level can just look like knowing that you have to get something done and just not really feeling pressed to do it but what i oftentimes see when self-sabotaging or or what self-sabotage tends to look like um with a lot of my clients is they're actually very accomplished they've achieved a great deal and then there comes a point where they have ventured into the territory of the unknown, right? And I have I, myself am there, and I've been there oftentimes, where you've grown, you've achieved, but you've even outgrown your perceived limitations. And so now you're in this space in your business in which you're needing that mentorship, in which you're needing guidance, in which you're needing accountability, but maybe it's not readily accessible to you for whatever reason. And what can sometimes happen is we actually start to revert back to where our brand, you know, who we were. Uh, We revert back to what was comfortable and familiar. When a lot of times our business is going to force us to think bigger about its growth. It's going to force us to think bigger about its audience. It's going to force us to think bigger about ourselves as the face of that brand or the deliverer of that service um, and product. And so when we reach that point, if we don't feel like we have the support that we need to venture into this territory of what I like to call the unknown, sometimes we can start to really venture back into what is comfortable and we just start spinning. We start to feel, you know, bored in our business, burnt out in our business. And then that becomes, or that can turn into its own internal dialogue. And so something that I always encourage, um my clients to do in those spaces is that when you start to venture into that place in your business where it is starting to feel scary again where you recognize things have to change hell i have to change in order to get to the next level it's so important that you give yourself permission to ask for help it's so important that you begin to really start to put feelers out there for mentorship seeking masterminds, anything that's going to put you in spaces with other women and with other professionals for that matter, let's even take it away from women, but put you in spaces where you're going to be able to have those bigger conversations. And so that's where I come in. That's where I really challenge my clients to think bigger. um, And I hold that space for them to wrestle with themselves as well. That was a a long answer, but I hope it was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was a thoughtful answer. Let's (laughs) let's say that. (laughs) Um, Yes. I myself go through imposter syndrome, like probably every single day. <laughs> yeah. <And> yeah. <laughs> with what you said, it just, it really resonate with me. And now like, I'm trying to figure out some coping mechanism and and really just telling myself, Hey, you belong here. It's okay. Calm down. <laughs> Stop. That's it. Freaking out. You know, and, and
1: here's the thing. I've, One thing that I've learned about imposter syndrome is it doesn't go away, right? Like, Unfortunately, we want it to go completely away. But as long as I'm thinking big, there's always going to be that voice within us. Like, can you really do this? Do you really have what it takes? And one of the things that I have learned, so spirituality and the role that spirituality plays and how I show up in the world and as a leader, supporting other leaders is really, really key for me. And so something that I have to really do to, you know, to coach myself through that imposter voice that is present when I'm thinking big and I'm reaching for the stars is remind myself that not only do I belong here, but this desire doesn't come from nothing. Right. This growth that I have experienced, you know, even though it might feel like it was a fluke. I really start to give myself permission to look at all of the energy that I have put into my growth to get to where I'm at. I've looked at the seeds that I've sown, even the smallest ones. And then I've also given myself permission again to really surround myself around people who are ahead of me and are coaching into me and pouring into me. And it's not always easy to find those people, which is why we do have to be selective it's also why I created my membership community, which is called The Table, because I wanted to hold a space for women to be that hype man, to be that accountability partner, to be that source or that resource of information and support and community that we oftentimes need and and, and don't always even know how to ask for.
0: Yes, yes, I agree. Um... I know you said that you're a mom, which is amazing, (laughs) but how do you handle work-life balance? Like, Ah. I mean, I can hear it in your voice already. (laughs) What are some examples?
1: You know, it's funny because I just closed down my, I had an office outside of my home, but decided to to relocate my office home. And so now I'm like, oh my God, what have I done? but you know, it it is challenging because I have a teenage daughter. I have, you know, my my son is ten. My daughter is is fourteen, and so they're both in very important area. I mean, stages of their own life where they need um, their parents very present. My husband is also an entrepreneur, so we could work all day <laughs> if we wanted to. But the way that I have really allowed myself to, um maintain connection to my children and to really fend off that mom guilt that likes to come up when you can't be 100% in as a mom, because sometimes your business is calling more needing more of your attention. I've really ditched this idea of work life balance and gravitated towards harmony. And I talk about harmony a lot in my book. Because I don't just have two things in my life, right? When we think about balance, we're thinking about you're just, you know, you're juggling two things when in in actuality, there are multiple roles that we play. And so when I gravitated towards this idea of creating more harmony in my relationships, harmony in my households, I invited, you know, I raised my children up and I even invited my husband to adopt this idea of Sometimes we're going to be all in and you're going to get sick of us kids. Right. But then there are going to be times where mom might have a deadline or dad might have a deadline. And it's not that we don't love you. It's simply that we just have to get to that deadline. But here's what asking for help is going to look like. Here's what you can do if you need us. And so through that transparent conversation, really setting fair expectations of my kids and helping them understand that my love is still unconditional. We've really been able to navigate. Um, again, my my kids have done a really good job navigating the fact that both of their parents are entrepreneurs. Um, and so I'm just I'm I'm always keeping it real with them. I'm always talking to them. I'm always checking in to see how they're doing. But I'm also explaining to them where I'm at. <laughs> but it ain't easy.
0: <laughs> it's not okay. So I know you say you're always checking in with them, but how do you check in with yourself?
1: Oh, my goodness. Now, for me, I love you're asking, I mean, really, really great questions. But for me, I am a strong believer that I have to prioritize my well-being in order to show up not only for my family in the way that they deserve, but to show up for my business and, of course, myself. And so I start my day prayer, meditation, exercise Mm -hmm. midday. I make sure that if I'm feeling tired, I take my nap. I'm constantly really tuned into what is it that i need in this moment it took a lot of my own personal work to get to a place in my life where i can create healthy boundaries around my value but i had to under i had to really learn to understand that my value isn't what i do for others my value is in how i care for myself so that i can show up in my life the way i want to but that took a lot of work because when i was in corporate america Every time my phone rang, I was answering it. When I started my business, it was a priority. And so I really had to shift what it meant to, um, I'm sorry, not what it meant, but I really had to shift my understanding of my value as a woman, my value as a leader, and I had to prioritize that accordingly. And I talk about that a lot in my book, Purposeful perspectives i was a depressed mess look in my book i talk about i was i was a high performer and yet i was depressed i was striving for achievement i was checking all the boxes but it wasn't for me it was really to prove my value to the world And the minute i wasn't getting the good jobs, i felt like i would immediately go to this place of like i'm not doing enough and i really felt that when i transitioned into my business because i went from corporate america where i was you can get that validation fairly easy as a, as a successful leader to being a solopreneur. And it was just me, myself, and I. And so I really struggled actually with imposter syndrome when I had initially started my business because I wasn't getting that external validation to drive me. It had to come from within. And I didn't realize how lacking I was until I started my business.
0: Yes. Yes. I definitely agree with that. Um, I'm, I'm practicing some self check-in time, which is in the car, <laughs> talking to myself, like I'm going off the grill <laughs> and people looking at me and I'm looking at them. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> um, you gotta do it. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> um, so you've been, uh, featured in, um, a lot of amazing, um, series like Dr. Phil, um, J. Crew, NPR, Mm -hmm. Harvard um, University, and then also Ted, Ted, um, TED Talks. Yes. Um, yes. about your Do This Before You Die. Can you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about that? And, and that's an interesting title, I, I need to know. Where am I, <laughs> what, what am I doing? <laughs> so
1: my talk that I, I recently, actually I gave it last September, but it is now out and I hope that everybody can take a moment to watch it. It's 15 minutes. But the title of the talk is Do This Before You Die and it's really about adopting what i like to call a posture of curiosity and i say that or this talk was really rooted in this idea of purpose and the fact that we're constantly striving for purpose and we're trying to determine you know define what is my purpose in this life and when we don't get those answers we feel lacking um and so within my TEDx talk, I really take the audience on a journey of how I arrived at this idea that the keys to a successful and thriving life, but also the key to allowing your purpose to reveal itself to you, is through this posture of purity that is rooted, curiosity that is rooted um, in five permissions. And I'm not gonna give the permissions because I want everyone to watch it. Um, but it is through these permissions that we develop this posture of curiosity. And in that posture, we are able to be more agile in our life. We are able to be more courageous in our life, but we're also able to detach from this idea of searching for purpose and become more comfortable and allowing it to reveal itself. Because when we're constantly searching for it, a lot of times we're actually limiting ourselves and not even
0: realizing that we're doing it. Yes, 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 yes. That, um, I, I like what you said, detaching from the idea of uh, the purpose aspect of things. Cause I feel like when we wake up in the morning and we're just going through our day, we have that, um, what is that get out moment? That sunk in place mm-hmm. moment? It's just like, uh-huh. what am I supposed <laughs> to be doing? Am I doing the right thing? Then you start questioning, whoever you believe in, for me, it will be God. I'm yeah. like, yo, why am I on this earth? Like, what what you want yeah. me to do? <laughs> yeah, and, and I think,
1: and we can get, I mean, I did for years, I got lost into this, oh my God, I don't know what my purpose is. I got to discover it. Okay, if I can't find my purpose, then I'm just going to achieve and I'm going to go hard and I'm going to be as successful as I can. And what I've learned through my own personal experience, and I talk about this again in my book, But our purpose is really something, in my opinion, that we're going to reflect back on at some point in our life and be able to say, ah, it all makes sense to me now. But the best part about life is really giving ourselves permission to discover ourselves and to discover our passions and to move with those ebbs and flows accordingly. Even as an entrepreneur, you know, who are, as a a business owner, who I was, and the business that I ran seven years ago, it's just not the same. It has had to change. And there have been moments in my growth as a business owner, my brand's growth, in which it could not change and become what it was supposed to because I wasn't ready to really evolve into that next level of myself and my leadership. And so it's all very much interconnected because I was like, but it has to look this way. This is the way it started. This is the way it's gotta be. This is the way people know me. The spirit was like, I actually created you and this to evolve with all of the lessons that I am exposing you to. And so, um, yeah, it's been, it's definitely been, it's, it's a journey and it's a journey that I now welcome. Um, I, and, and I feel more comfortable releasing the control.
0: Wow. So this is gonna be another deep one. When you say release control, <laughs> how how did you get to that point? How how would you say you measure yourself getting to that point in releasing control? Oof. That's that's a lot. That's a hard thing.
1: It's a and it's a great question and, and in full transparency, because I'm always gonna keep it a hundred percent. I had to really fight with myself because So much of how I measured myself was based on the accolades and the achievement. Um, And I didn't realize that I was also succumbing to self comparison as a measure, as an unhealthy measure in my business. Because again, as a solopreneur, you don't know what you don't know. So you're constantly looking out into the world to get answers. And so naturally this thing is happening too, where you're saying, oh, I could do it this way, or I could do it that way, or I could do it better. there were a lot of things that were happening. And there was a lot of the narrative that I was trying to control around how people experienced me and how I showed up, and what was my message, and the perfectionism would come in. And I was like, (laughs) I was I was teasing apart, you know, my mission statement, everything had to be perfect, because I wanted to experience that success. And when I realized that I was actually standing in my own way and and i realized that i was standing in my own way because i was i was feeling stuck i was feeling stuck in my life i was feeling stuck in my business and i'm like why am i not a why am i not yes i've achieved a lot this is great but something is still feeling like it's missing for me And I also started to realize that I wasn't fully being authentic to Nakomi and how she was trying to evolve, because I was trying to be this kind of fixed brand in the eyes of others. I hope that makes sense, right? Like, I built this brand this is what people knew me for. This is the kind of stuff that I talked about. And, and my own healing work was taking me to a different place. And so I was very um incongruent out of alignment and so when i realized that i was feeling stuck when i realized that i wasn't feeling authentically myself when i realized that i wasn't feeling happy i knew that there was a problem and so i really had to do my own internal work around people pleasing i had to do my own internal work around my value and how much power i was giving others to determine my value And when I started to really do that work um, more intentionally, I also had to begin to translate that new understanding into my business. And so it has not been um, necessarily an easy journey, but I believe that um, I deeply believe that the work that I do on myself is directly connected to the work that my clients experience. And so it's important for me. I don't I don't teach nothing I don't test, put it that way. And so um, in doing that work, I'm that much more able to support my clients cuz they're they're experiencing something similar. So I hope that answers your question. It's a big question, but I have to do my own work and I have to really <laughs> yes. confront me.
0: It definitely does. Um, I'm going to take us a little bit back to um, your membership class. So tell us a little yeah. bit about that. I know you host some workshops. Um, just like a little overview, yeah. What kind of workshops? Yeah. So my membership community is called the table, and it's really
1: along this understanding that this is the only place, this is the only seat that matters because it prioritizes you, right? And so in the table it is a community of like-minded women leaders business owners ambitious women who oftentimes feel lonely and i don't know about you but there are moments where i'm so focused on serving the world and being present for others that sometimes i just need a space to be um, in community and the table is that and so we focus on the ambitious visionary holistically mind body and vision we are every month i'm sharing a course a master class i'm inviting in experts and so this is actually going to be launching in august and i'm super super excited um to share this with the world because one of the things that i've struggled with is people are like how do i work with you how do i work with you how do i work with you and i had hit a place in my business where i couldn't Take on any more clients. And so the table is really for me an opportunity to create community that not only holds women accountability for the change they desire to see in their lives, but it also holds them for the compassion that they desire and the skills and the tools that they want to develop for themselves. The table is also a space in which people do get to work with me at a freaking um, reasonable price, <laughs> right? So it's one of those things where it's like I get to work with this woman and other experts at a reasonable price, and there's so many other great things that I get in the
0: process. That's amazing. All right, the table, you guys hear it? So is that a reasonable (laughs) price? Now stop playing around okay if you you can afford like 37 (laughs) dollars listen we're gonna have to have a talk sis. call me i'm gonna talk to you before we go to the table (laughs) so yes that's launching in august (laughs) yes yes i love that um what are some um endeavors are you getting into that our audience can support you on
1: You know, the biggest thing right now is going to be the table again. It was so I took a year off after I closed my practice. Um, It was really important for me to spiritually to to determine a way that I can continue to work with my clients outside of speaking and writing. And God really was like, has always placed on my heart to create community. I, I hate social media. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a big social media fan. But community is something that I've been wanting to create. So the table is the biggest endeavor um, that I am looking forward to launching. I'll be launching a retreat um, next year, and so those are the biggest things right now. Really, just nurturing um, community, and of course, the book and the TEDx talk. That's free. Go watch the TEDx talk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Um... The table is launching, you're rebranding it. That's amazing. So I know you don't like social media, but here we (laughs) like to stalk people and find out who the hell you are. (laughs) So how can our audience follow you, support you and um, get more follow updates about the table? Is there like a subscription link? We can find more information.
1: so the best way right now there's actually two ways and i would say you can follow me on my instagram which is and i'll I'll give you a link or my name but it's nikomi higgins underscore lmft so finding me on instagram i'm like the only Nakomi in the world so you should be able to find me (laughs) n-i-c-h-o-m-i um higgins underscore lmft follow me definitely learn more about me um and that is also where i will be sharing or announcing the table the next thing that you can do is you can go to my website which is nakomihiggins.com. you can sign up there to enter into my newsletter because i am going to be notifying my email community first um and so that is a great way i'll make sure that i send links that way to sign up as well
0: Perfect. Um, well, you guys have it there. That's how you can find Nakomi. Once again, she's the only Nakomi in the world. So if you have problems <laughs> finding her, I'm going to have to talk to you first. <laughs> <laughs> um. Once again, my name is Gabrielle Reese and I'm the founder of Women Influence. And today you are in a women's world with Gabby and Nakomi.